Trashy Trash, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashies news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I am your other host. Ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, (laughs) that's where we are. Man, man, does shit suck right now. Uh, Everything's all bad all at once. Yeah. 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 How you doing? <laughs> hey, I I've learned something about myself through the art of therapy, through the, the gift that is therapy, I guess, is that um I uh I'm not secretive. I'm not I I compartmentalize. Okay. And that's like a way that I deal with things and trauma is that I uh compartmentalize. So I can be kind of like different things to different people or deal with stuff in, in different ways. And it's just like, oh, I, I put that in a box. And I put that on a shelf and we will deal with that later instead of just dealing with it in the moment. Okay. And sometimes the shelf gets too heavy and the shelf breaks and then you have to deal with everything all at once. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so right now I'm just trying to put everything in a little box on the shelf and uh, I don't know when the box is going to break, uh, but I'm just, yeah. Uh, everything's all bad all at once right now i feel like i have the opposite problem Mm -hmm. where when something is a problem i'll try to put it on the shelf and then i'll be like does that look good on the shelf i don't fucking like that on the shelf let's talk about it let's get it off the shelf right now (laughs) and then people like oh but we're on the way to dinner no we're moving this off the shelf right now (laughs) <laughs> that's what we're doing i cannot i can't go to dinner knowing that this shit's on my shelf what if there's an earthquake and it falls off we have to deal with this right now oh i'm tired we, it's the middle of the night we need to move it off the shelf i don't like it on the shelf no it's uh <laughs> kind of intense yeah um, what's your sign aries bitch sorry a- air sign like that. that's okay Oof. it's not a, it's not a air sign it's a fire sign Fire sign. Okay, I'm a fire sign too. You're the Sag Sagittarius. Yeah, Sagittarius. Oh, they've got different qualities. Yeah, qualities, but different qualities. Interesting. Yeah. Where's your rising at, babe? Capricorn. Oh, I can Mm -hmm. see that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your spreadsheets? Oh oh my god. Uh, 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 Leo. Really? Yeah. Cute. I have a Leo moon too. That I think that's why we we are similar in, in that way. Yeah. Yep. I have a Leo rising. I'm all fire, baby. I'm in nuts. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. I. That's interesting. Anyway, this has been astrology talk with Cassandra and Erica. You know, sometimes astrology isn't interesting too. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, oh, like they talk about their signs, and then I'm like, hmm. <laughs> just might be shitty <laughs> yeah have you heard of uh enneagrams uh-uh it, okay so uh, i call it christian astrology <laughs> okay so it's like a like a number yeah so it's, it's a it's one through nine and it's like okay. personalities where it's like oh i'm a five and these are the traits of a five or uh, you know you take a, a a test and it essentially puts you into like a number but a lot of my uh, christian friends do enneagram test and and things like that so i call it christian astrology <laughs> for a while back when i was on the dating market you would like catch people's uh dating profiles and they would put like their like letter you know the, the letter personality oh tests. uh-huh like I, i'm a uh 
P and uh, no, it's a uh, PTGB. What I don't, I don't know what the fuck it was, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> people would put that shit on there, and I'd be like, "Do you think I have all fucking day?" <laughs> I'm not gonna look that up and read what what you think makes you so fucking special. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna fucking say it. If you. I got to be careful. No, it's been a hard week. It's been a hard fucking week. If you think that you just can read a personality test and go, this is me and this makes me special and blah, blah, blah. And everyone needs to know this. I can assure you that that is not what makes you special. Something else does. And that's just boring. (laughs) Like you're, you're thinking too small. (laughs) If you think some random fucking website who tells you that you're an extroverted introvert who fucking favors beige. I don't know. I don't know what it says. I took the test once and I was like, this is like 15 paragraphs about myself. Allegedly after 70 fucking questions, I'm not going to read this. It's so masturbatory. I think the same thing about astrology sometimes. I'm going to say it, and I like astrology. But sometimes it's just like, oh, that is me. That is me. It's like, find find it in yourself. Start a diary. I don't know why this is making me angry right now. It just doesn't piss me off when I would see it on dating profiles because it'd be like, excuse you. Like, no one cares. Yeah. We had to take a, a work astrology test uh, called Clifton Strength Find. That's what I call everything astrology tests, but the, the, these personality tests. Um, right. Clifton Strength Finders. And one of my personalities or my strengths was woo, meaning I was like encouraging and enthusiastic. So I was literally a work labeled me a woo girl. <laughs> So it was was like to teach my manager how to like help manage me better and like support me. I was literally like, woo, as a personality trait at work. And I was like, this feels wrong and weird. I don't like this. I, um, I, I just Googled that really quickly. And I think they're trying to do that at my company too. Yeah. Well, like uh, they're having people, like they want people experimentally to try it, to see if it helps people. And like, I, I, does it help me to find out that someone doesn't like what they respond to like as a manager like yes but also I just I'm not trying to be an asshole but if you like taking personality tests and stuff like that's fucking fantastic but like don't let this shit define you that's kind of what I'm trying to say I'm not trying to like hate on people who like like this stuff and might it might help them realize some stuff about themselves but like also like take it with a grain of salt you know yeah don't let it defi- define you exactly like it, it might help you like oh there's a reason why i i i am methodical and maybe i should try this so that it doesn't come off abrasive because of this like maybe it can help me as a strength through this, you know, if I deliver information this way to others around me, cause not everyone's like me, you know, yeah. Use it as a tool, but don't use it as a archetype, like a defining archetype. I feel like it's kind of, you put yourself in danger of being like, Oh my God. Like, you know, I spent an hour taking 140 question quiz about, and, and it came out to say that I'm an introvert. Okay. <laughs> and then 
you know, like two weeks later, like people invite me to go out and I'm a little nervous because I don't know that many people at the party, but it seems like it would be a fun party. But ugh, no, this personality test said I was an introvert, so I'm going to stay home. Or like, oh, it says that I'm an extrovert, but like, man, I really want to stay home, stay home tonight, but I'm not, but no, I'm an extrovert. I have to do it. It's like, it almost seems like it's like, it's just shoving you in a box and not giving you mm-hmm. the free will. And also like on a dating profile, like you kind of, you know, putting yourself like giving people a reason to swipe no on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, wow. It was nice to talk about that and not uh, everything else. <laughs> Why are you trash, my dear? So um, I booked something, which is very exciting and I can't talk about it. Don't worry. It's less exciting than I just made it sound. It sounds really like it's just like I'm in a Star Wars movie. I'm not. But uh, we've been having to quarantine at home because uh, the COVID rules are very strict still on like a lot of sets, union sets. And if I catch COVID, I will lose the job. And so we've been trying to entertain ourselves here and we've been brewing beer, which is uh <laughs> been kind of fun (laughs) it's like stressful a little bit though because it's like doing straight up like chemistry and science and so we end up getting pretty snippy at each other um, (laughs) on accident which is not usually our style of communicating but you know (laughs) we made the first beer and we were like oh my god what a masterpiece this is the c&t blondale and it's finally done and we tested it. <laughs> it's 3.2%. <laughs> it's a stupid ass, weak ass beer. It's you, you laugh, but that's what I grew up on. <laughs> like Oklahoma didn't have above three point beer until like, like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. What well, it's a three, two beer is like something that was like for a long time, you was the only thing you could buy from like a gas station. You had to go to a straight up liquor store to get anything higher. Mm-hmm. But we were like, damn it, like only 3.2%. So we made another one. And the other one <laughs> is 8.1%. <laughs> so, and that one's not ready yet, but, yeah. Yeah. but we were able to test it early and it's 8.1%. So haven't found that middle ground. Uh, don't think I'm going to quit my day job and uh, become a brewer. <laughs> but, you know, we're trying hobbies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, we'll drink that 3.2 beer. Fuck it. <laughs> Why are you trash? Okay. So, so last weekend, I got to go to New Orleans for a work oh, trip. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to the airport early because it was graduation weekend for a couple of the colleges. There was also a music festival in New Orleans. So it was going to be packed. So I got to the airport, you know, I've, I've pre-check, but I got to the airport and I, you know, made my way through and went to the lounge, then went to the gate. And they said, we've overbooked this flight by four seats and we're starting the bid at $700 if you'll give up your seat. And so I said, I got, I got nothing but time. And so I, I volunteered my seat and then. As I like, as I walked up, they said, "We'll give you a thousand. They whispered, "We'll give you a thousand. And I was like, I, "I'm already here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm already volunteering. <laughs> great. <laughs> so, so I'm on the list. So they're like, "Okay, great. Stand over here. We'll call you if we need you." 
A thousand dollars in airline money. In airline tickets. Yeah. Okay. In yes. airline vouchers. Yes. So I said, okay, great. So I'm I'm standing over there, and then they say, Oh, we actually don't need you. Go ahead and board. And I was like, Okay, thanks so much. So I board the plane. I'm I'm the very last row on the aisle. And you know, I'm buckled. We're about to close the door. And they say, Passenger Curry, deboard the plane. Gather your things and deboard the plane. So I look to everyone on the plane like I am in trouble. I was gonna say, they, did they like they weren't clear about it? They were just like they said, passenger curry, gather your things and deboard the plane. And so I get off the plane. <laughs> and I'm how like, chaotic for the two people like in the middle and window seat. Right. Cause I was having, I was like mid conversation with my seatmate and I was like, I gotta go. And they were like, we're gonna, we are going to bump you and give you the credit. And then I see a woman sprinting down the jetway with her little suitcase rolling. And she's like, thank you. And we like high five, like we do like a high five as she passes me. And I was like, you're 35 C on the aisle. Like, <laughs> so uh, so the, the gate lady, Tiffany, shout out Tiffany United is like, we're going to bump it up to $1,200 because we had to deplane you. Wow. And I was like, my jaw's just a gate. I'm like, okay, thank, thank you so much. And so she's like, we're going to get you on the, you know, the next, next flight to LA, no big deal. You know, thank you so much. And so I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then as she's doing it, she goes, and I want you to look at this. She prints out my tickets. And my, my return tickets are in first class. Yes. Two first class seats. Like, cause I connecting flight. And I was like, I said, Tiffany, are, uh, like, I'm like almost speechless. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, yeah, I got, I got you incredible. And I was just like, okay, thank you so much. But then I, I like, I'm speechless. I'm gobsmacked. So I've, I've never flown first class before. And I was like, even on a, like, I was like domestic fine. It's incredible. So I am looking like absolute shit at the airport. Like I just have joggers, a black V-neck, a hat on. I'm not even like Instagrammable this day. And I'm pissed because I'm like, ah, this is the day. This is the day. (laughs) And so I'm so angry. So I go to the airport lounge and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to drink these blood orange mimosas till my next flight. Yeah. And so I I get on my first class flight and and. So I go, I stand in line and to board first class. And one of the other passengers says, oh, excuse me. This is the first class. (laughs) Oh no, what the fuck? And I go, "Uh uh-huh. I'm here for first class. And just, just, I didn't, I wasn't, I just said, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I'm in first class. And they were like, oh, okay. They pretty womaned you. They, I, I was like, big mistake, huge. I should have, you know, they fully pretty woman to me. So I get there. I'm a one. I'm, <sighs> I'm, I'm aisle seat. I'm there pre, you know, pre-flight boarding champagne. Oh yeah. Plastic, plastic cups. And I'm like, sure. oh, all right. I'm sipping champagne as people are boarding. And I'm like, they're going to find out that I'm trash and then be like, oh no. Oh, we made a mistake. You have to go to the back of the plane. <laughs> Like the whole time, I'm just like, <laughs> you take that plastic cup of champagne out of your claws. <laughs> yes. I just kept thinking they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna claw it from me, and so I, I'm just trying to be like low key, but I'm also like I need to take as many photos as I can because I may never fly first class on the rest of my life. So, but then the in first class, it, it's concierge service. It's 
Oh, I've taken two sips of my sparkling water in a glass, an actual glass. Here's a refill. Yeah, girl. They make their money on first class, like those eight seats in first class. Like I had incredible service. My my flight from Denver to LA, dinner service, a meal. Yeah. yeah. An actual meal with wine. I took two sips of a glass of wine. A bottle was there to refill me. And I was, again, gobsmack. But I just, I was like, I'm such trash that I was like, they're going to find out. They're going to find out and kick me back. They're going to make me go back to the back of the plane. I can't believe that someone in line said this is first class to you. Oh, they, they pretty one, they pretty woman to me. Cause I was like, I would have lost it. I I feel like I would have, I would have had the moment of my head of like, I could be polite and be like, I'm in first class or I could lose it. And there's something about like airport law where you can do whatever you want in an airport. (laughs) And I feel like I would have lost it and like got them bumped to coach somehow. I, I was like, ah. Don't do anything to fuck this up, Curry. You want first class so bad. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but now I'm like, I, I, but I, I was so scared that they were just going to be like, oh, we've made a mistake. Actually, you have to go back because they weren't, you know, comp tickets basically. But then they also hooked me up with miles. Wow. I'm, I'm a, a gobsmacked. And so I, I just, I was blown away and I'm just, I'm so scared that again, somebody was going to find out and kick me out, but I was anything they were like would you like mm-hmm. if it wasn't nailed down i was like i'll take it what can i have a <laughs> refill absolutely a smack pack uh-huh i want it like what what what's the option yes i want it like everything that was offered to me <laughs> i wanted it like the flight attendant offered a foot rub i was like i want that yes that's is that a part of the job i want you know uh, anything and everything i was like oh there's different clouds in first class yes in first class you can just go in to meet the pilot like like (laughs) it's it's different up there their sky law doesn't apply it's a different law in first class it's hard to go back i'll tell you what because oh boy like i I didn't start flying first class until i started dating my partner because he's got his dad used to travel for work and so like he got grandfathered into his dad's old status and so when we pay for extra legroom because he's six four sometimes we get bumped up to first class and so it was my first time ever being on first class i think i talked about on this podcast when i was on yeah. the live flat bed that was fucking unreal but man when i <laughs> every time i end up on a southwest flight where there's no first class i'm just or like or we don't get i don't know i was on a jet blue flight and it was extra leg room, but it still felt tight. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I don't want to fly in this first class. Oh, I went from being like a communist, like Karl Marx, like capitalism's bad to being like, I'm fucking Elon Musk. Like, uh-huh. Every one of you can suffer if it gets me in first class again. <laughs> I, I feel bad about saying this. And I trust me, like I am number one trash queen. And I just, I know I don't deserve to be in first class ever. But the best kind of first class is the one where... If you're in first class, you turn left when you get on the plane. Oh. And when you're in coach, you turn right. Because then all the people who have to go back to coach don't have to walk past you. Because like I, that's what part fucks me up is that 
we're always there on upgrades. We don't buy first class tickets. And it's the same thought process of like, they're going to fucking, they're going to get me out of here. They, they know, they know that I'm shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to kick me back. And I like, don't make eye contact with all the people walking back to coach. Like, how do I explain to them? Like, it was just an upgrade. I'm just like you. <laughs> No, I, I thought I, you know, I was like, oh, they're going to kick me out. But then the minute people started walking by, I was like, I'm fucking making eye contact. You see me in first class. That's right. I'm in the first seat on the plane on the aisle. That's right. Motherfuckers get back to steerage, get back there. Don't you dare use that restroom right by the pilot. That's my restroom. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you close the curtain? Yes, Man, I we're don't. still boarding. It's fine. Just close I it. I just don't want them. I just don't want them to see me. I don't like the eye contact. <laughs> anyway, uh, shit, yeah. Man. Oh, so, we were on a flight once and we got bumped to first class and uh, my partner saw someone that he knew that he was working on the same show. And she was like, Oh my God, Taylor. And he was like, Oh, Hey. And then like the line kept moving. She had to go, Oh, okay. Well, it's good to see you. And she's back to coach. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> Like, it's like, there's something weird and embarrassing about it, but also like, I don't ever want to not fly. <laughs> well, if I had this guy's money, I would never not fly first class. Let's oh, get into my our first God. story. Yes. My God. We've been yapping for so long. So long. This story, my jaw was on the fucking floor when I read the headline. Yes, truly. From the New York Times.com. A town's COVID money was sent to one man in error. He then gambled it away. Whoa. So this is a rural town in Japan. And this is a 24-year-old man. And everyone was supposed to get a stimulus check that kind of came out to $775 American. They were getting it in, in Japanese money, but we're going to talk about it in American money. $775 a person. And then this town was like, oh, oopsie. And they gave it all of it to this one guy, $360,000. And so he, he said, Oh, I'll, I'll return the accidental payment. But then he gambled it away in online casinos. The Erica Curry story. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it, it was, it's scary because I was like, it, this could be me. <laughs> so he was charged with fraud, you know, where essentially, uh, you know, but this is not the only country where COVID relief funds have been misappropriated. So fraud has been so widespread in the U.S. that the Justice Department has appointed a prosecutor to go after it. Yeah, people have bought all kinds of stuff with this COVID relief money. But man, like... It's one thing to like use your stimulus check for whatever the fuck you feel like it. It's another thing to commit fraud. Um, and in this situation, I, you know what? It just doesn't click in my brain. If I randomly had $360,000 land in my checking account, and it was especially if it was from the government, IRS or something like that, the first thing I would do is fucking call the police or something. <laughs> Like I, I, this isn't mistakes don't happen and then just never get fixed. Yeah. In the digital era, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, this isn't like in, in like the fifties, if somebody put money in your account and then you check the deposit and they're like, zoinks, it was paper. I can just disappear. 
I can literally just become <laughs> DB Cooper and disappear. Like uh, it, it's uh, everything's uh, everything's written down. Everything's digital. The blockchain. I don't he know. Even you couldn't even pull that out of the account. He couldn't have gone straight to the bank and said, "I'll take all the money on my account, please." They'd be like, "We need a couple days." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't have that much on cash on hand. You know who else probably didn't have that much money on hand? <laughs> the billionaires in our next story? That's true from gizmodo.com. Billionaires sent to space. We're not expecting to work so hard on, on the International Space Station. The first private astronauts who paid $55 million to journey to the ISS needed some handholding from the regular crew. Uh, now, these $55 million, so this goes to space research, right? Or does it just simply cost that much to put these fucking idiots in space? Great question. I don't have the line items. I don't know where it goes exactly. <laughs> I don't have the budget in front of me, but I, I don't think it costs that much to go. I think they're charging them out the ass to discourage it, possibly, but... <sighs> we need a wealth tax in this country. In this world, <laughs> like I mean, there is there it exists in other countries, just not this fucking one, and it actually used to exist in this country. Yes, the fucking like Vanderbilts, like we're taxed at eighty percent, and look what they did. They fucking donated. Oh, don't get me started. Anyway, like there used to be one. <laughs> there fucking used to be one. It, it it's immoral to have this much money i just feel like if you have to if you're going to spend 55 million dollars to go to space like there needs to be a requirement that you match your own like ticket amount to like charity like 55 uh-huh. million and 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 you couldn't you can't write it off in your taxes like no. you should yeah. legitimately just hand 55 million over to a good cause yeah. and then fine go fuck off in space and oh god i'm so rich and i'd see the world newberry <laughs> so in essence the arrival of the axum personnel um they have a larger than expected impact on the daily workload of the professionals at the international space station crew so basically these billionaires get up there and make more fucking work for everyone because they're a bunch of fucking babies <laughs> like can't work <laughs> Because they've never worked a goddamn day in their life. So they're they're not professional astronauts. They're not researchers. And some of the experiments are ended up taking a lot longer than anticipated because they're having to handhold and, and do these things. So one experiment was supposed to take just two and a half hours on a pre-flight training, ended up occupying double that amount of time because the entrepreneur and investor, Larry Connor, a member of Axum One's mission basically had to basically be be trained and handheld. Yeah. So they ended up, they were only supposed to be there for eight days, but then they stayed for 15 because of bad weather, which ended up working in their favor because they were slowing shit down so much, but there wasn't like totally enough room for them for this long. So uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't great. And they're, they said that they're learning lessons and nasa dealing with spacex and i don't know i mean it's funny because like their solution is oh we'll just like have less stuff planned when it's like how about we just don't fucking that's some crazy ass shit imagine how stuffy we're gonna be the first time you and i fly private oh my in fucking sufferable 
insufferable. <laughs> the minute Elon Musk summons me on a private plane, and even if it's to cuss me out for being, you know, an asshole to him, if he sends a private jet to, to bring me to him, I'll take that opportunity. That would be such a vibe for him to pick like some random like woman in LA to like, you know what? A lot of people have been critical of me, but you, <laughs> I'm going to cuss you out. Your platform specifically, not the journalist, <laughs> not the people suing me for racial and gender discrimination. Fucking Erica and her little snarky Twitter. <laughs> okay. So we have a next, our next story is a lot of stories kind of pasted together that Erica has used Google Translate to make happen. So I'm just going to let you take this. Bear with us. So (laughs) what happens? Uh, Basically, if you go to facebook.com backslash 4th of July LARP, there is a LARPing is live action role playing. And there is a LARP in Poland called 4th of July Broken American Dreams. And so basically what happens is a bunch of Polish people cosplay or like LARP as white trash Americans. And they, so, so um, I, I did, I Google translated this website. And um, so it's, it's kind of hodgepodge. So basically they, they say on 4th of July, 1776, the United States declared independence The newcomers from the old continent wanted to create new ones in America, a state built on democracy, freedom, and equality. For decades, millions of people have led the American dream that they were drawn to this beautiful country, regardless of their birth or social class, finally from no one to to become someone. More than 200 years later, many Americans are living in conditions other than what the founding fathers of the nation imagined. Barely making ends meet, living to be family members and worthy Americans despite poverty and exclusion. While they live in the margins of society of this home, a small town pledged caravans and shaky cabins. For them, it is the essence of the land of the free and home of the brave. So again, they white tra- they they cosplay as like white trash Americans. And so there are they they play, and there's photos if you go to the Facebook.com backslash fourth of July LARP. And and they they will inhabit different characters of of a trailer park essentially, and it's like you know poor Americans, you know uh, some are it's it's crazy because some people are like support the police, you know like the Blue Lives Matter flags, and then there's also spray painting on some of the tents that's like fuck the police. It's just kind of like oh what's going on? It's very funny just like the nuances, but they like serve like American food, and it, it's set in in pristine Park, Ohio in the near future and it's uh it's set on fourth it's in poland but it they're they're yes they're uh, they're they're pretending like they're in ohio ohio these Um, pictures are fucking insane it looks it looks like it could be a barbecue anywhere in america they're also just bashing the shit out of us but like they're not wrong you know like all of these things that are kind of like oh that sucks but then it's like well they didn't pull that out of their ass like yeah they've got someone like dressed as a police officer like with their knee on someone else's back and like these people who like seem to be ODing and shit (laughs) yeah so so in this world the uh with the stock market stock market crash and the heavy industry of the steel steel working uh plant has shut down 
there's an increase in unemployment. And so uh, politician and local activists are covering up scandal after scandal. And this trailer part is where they're playing out their LARP. And there's crimes, addiction, and there, uh, it's, it's, it's like, you have to look at these fucking photos. Like it's, it's truly insane. They, they have stars and stripes on the porches. They play football. They eat grilled burgers. They saw, they dance to party in the USA. And they even have like preset characters you can play from like selected, you know, like LARP, LARPing characters. <laughs> One is a Ken Roth, a probation officer, 40 plus Ken recovered fast. Uh, after losing his daughter and uh, his faith helped him. So he gets visits from his pastor and his religious life. Neighbors praise Ken. Despite his loss, he is nice, helpful, and affectionate guy. The criminals he supervises as a probation officer have completely different opinion of him. So he's probably a dick at the prison. Then there's Delia White, a chemist, 40. Uh, She, uh, when her friend died in a factory, she took all the blame and was fired. And so she's been fighting the corporation and she was a substitute teacher and she was fired for having rumors that reached management that she was responsible for the accident. And so she has a meth problem now. Uh, it's, it's just, this is crazy. It's, it's like, there's these preset characters. That's like, this sounds absurd, but it's also like, oh fuck. No, that sounds like my cousin's friend. Like They're that, coming that happened for our throats, man. They're coming for our throats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll post some of these pictures on our Instagram and you'll probably, if you haven't heard the podcast yet, you would, you're going to see him and go, what are these weird, like overproduced moody pictures of, um, <laughs> of a trailer park? And, uh, it's this man. Yeah. Were you a power Rangers person? Oh, I was in to the power Rangers. I was the pink power Ranger in second grade. My mom handmade my costume. I was a power Rangers person. I was a more of a sailor moon kind of gal i remember being young and playing with like you know like the neighbor kids and like i would be sailor moon and like the boy next door would be the blue power ranger Mm -hmm. and like we would fight crime together in that way and i but i never got into the power rangers and i think that's a good thing because uh this red power ranger in our next story not so good yeah from consequence.net my favorite website the Red Power Ranger actor arrested for 3.5 million COVID fraud scheme. So we've got more COVID fraud. The Justice Department arrested 18 people for alleged fraud. Austin St. John, who starred as the Red Power Ranger through the show's glory days in the 90s, was one of 18 individuals arrested in an FBI raid in connection with the fraud. 15 agents showed up at his place in Texas with guns and full tactical gears, because he's a martial arts expert. And uh, he was arrested. It's pretty crazy. I mean, he took out $421,000 in PPP loans and transferred it to one of the two ringleaders of this like ring. You know, since uh, we said in our first story that the there's been someone appointed specifically appointed specifically for covid fraud i wonder how many of these stories we're going to be doing in the next few weeks <laughs> it seems like everybody and their dog got a ppp loan and i'm like how was it used yeah. anyway yeah so yeah a lot of a lot of uh, i'm not saying it didn't all go to the right place but it seemed like a lot of it didn't go to the right 
place. And then it gets into the Red Ranger kind of being like a cursed character because there was the, in 2017, this actor who played uh, the Red Ranger in Power Rangers Wild Force killed his roommate with a sword. So that's a vibe. The Red Ranger is also responsible for the time this author practiced karate on his little brother and subsequently tried to convince their mother that oh no <laughs> okay hold on uh so also the red ranger is responsible for this time that the author of this article practiced karate on his brother and subsequently tried to convince their mother that said brother kicked himself in the head that crime has gone unpunished <laughs> that's a cute little anecdote that's fun that's fun they have fun they have a good time there you know who wasn't having a good time a florida man according to tampafp.com a florida man arrested after repeatedly calling 911 on president biden <laughs> <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious <laughs> you 911 what's your emergency this president stole the election i guess if you feel so powerless to the the, if you if you truly believe that there is like some cabal that stole the election and like you feel powerless who who would you call like i guess 911 like he's uh he believes that president joe biden should be arrested and el chapo needs to be released so while you're at the jail Hello, 911. Go down and arrest President Biden and go ahead and let El Chapo out. I just, I mean, maybe that's what we need to start doing is just call 911 and be like, can you let out everyone that was arrested for a marijuana conviction <laughs> from 2000 uh, forever up until now? Thank you. Needless to say, this guy was uh, unsuccessful because El Chapo is still in prison and President Biden is not. And this guy got arrested. So do not do this. Don't misuse uh, 911. People with actual emergencies need it. Yes. Uh, He was only released on a $150 bond shortly after his arrest, though. I feel like it should be higher. You know what $150 can buy you, though? Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) So $150 can buy you about 31 cheeseburgers. The icon in our next story, which comes to us from CTV News and on Instagram, is a two-year-old who ordered 31 cheeseburgers after his mom left her phone unlocked. She played herself. A Texas mother learned an important lesson about leaving her phone unlocked after a two-year-old accidentally ordered 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers from DoorDash. She said that he likes to look at his reflection using the camera feature on her phone, but uh, I guess she wasn't paying attention and he uh, DoorDashed himself 31 cheeseburgers from McDonald's. <laughs> so Golden, <laughs> she, uh, Kelsey Golden, the mother, received a notification that her DoorDash order was taking longer than usual. Which was... <laughs> Unusual because although sometimes she ordered DoorDash for her two older children's lunches at school, that morning she had packed their lunches. A work colleague furthered the confusion when she told Golden that her children were indeed eating their packed lunches at school. No DoorDash in sight. Right as she said that, I was outside playing with Barrett on the the boy, the icon, the legend (laughs) on the porch and a car pulls up and I was like, what? So I went over and she gets out and hands a giant mcdonald's bag 
And it's like 31 cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's so funny. She went on her town's Facebook and just offered, she's like, I have free cheeseburgers. And uh, a pregnant woman came and says, no judgment. I want six of them. And she donated some cheeseburgers to her neighbors, whatever. It cost her $91 and 70 cents. And her son left a generous 25% tip. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, teach the children young. <laughs> Service workers deserve it. I think that's a nice little cute story. Um, I think you it's know? charming as hell. I saw a, a, a tweet that was like, that said uh, that DoorDash worker saw a baby and said, not my fucking problem, and just handed the bag to him. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. They were like, all right. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but that wedding I went to in Salt Lake recently, we we got drunk and we couldn't find anywhere that was open. So we door dashed McDonald's, which was one of the first times I've had McDonald's in a while. And I ate 19 out of 20 McNuggets from a 20 piece McNugget. It's called restraint. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> I, I like literally like if you were to talk to me sober and be like would you eat chicken mcnuggets i'm like no you couldn't pay me they don't taste like anything else other than chicken mcnugget and that should signal problems but drunk me was a simple cheeseburger is not enough Mm -hmm. i need to get the biggest meal i can and i almost got 40 pieces but i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to eat that but i can definitely eat 20 yeah (laughs) Speaking of uh, disgusting fat fucks, don't you dare put yourself in the same league as this man. I just wanted to say that about him. <laughs> uh, hey, I never ever want to fat shame someone, but literally, fuck Ted Cruz. According to consequence.net, Erica's favorite website, Ted Cruz, on his what has to be a riveting, hilarious podcast, decided to enter into the pop culture conversation and ask why does pete davidson get so many hot women he he also has a crush on kate beckinsale and he questioned why does pete davidson get these hot women on his podcast the verdict with ted cruz so they wanted to start a conversation about toxic femininity (sighs) which i don't know if they know what that is they said we're seeing women like Amber Heard, Jada Pinkett Smith, Meghan Markle, Kim Kardashian. Is it time we start talking about toxic femininity? And then, like later, he goes on to admit that he doesn't know anything about any of these women. Of course, he fucking doesn't. I don't know. Like, of course, he fucking doesn't. He just talks out his ass, like Texas. Like, how do you keep voting this man in office? I uh, like, I, like, I don't know if he knows, like what women are uh, uh. (laughs) he does because he thinks uh that uh kate beckinsale's hot but anyways he just was like just he it's i don't know i can't i could never listen to it but the way the article makes it sound is kim kardashian and all these women why don't we start talking about toxic femininity well kim kardashian hasn't really done anything lately she actually seems fine it's like I'm going to say a bunch of words and say a bunch of celebrities and then Mm -hmm. take it back and then decide what's going on with that SNL dude, Pete Davidson. How is he getting all these hot women? I don't know. Maybe because he's not a fucking 
asshole and he's funny and who fucking cares? He like, fucking listens to people. Yes. Like, my God. Like, you're also like how gross for Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Ugh. That would gross me out like so much. Yeah. Last November, Ted Cruz attacked Big Bird over the Sesame Street character support for the COVID-19 vaccination, leading to the surreal spectacle spectacle of two puppets feuding. That's some funny journalism because they're accusing Ted Cruz of being a puppet. That's why I like consequence.net. That makes sense. And Ted Cruz is, in fact, a hollow meat bag. Yeah. So <laughs> Donald Trump's hand up his ass operating him. Ayo. Ayo. We're having uh, a good time. We're having we're just, a good time. We're having a great time. My God is shit dark, especially in Texas. Okay. So let's move on to Ted Cruz's favorite website, foxnews.com, for our next story. (laughs) (laughs) An Ohio deputy encounters drunk Amish guy slumped over in a moving buggy. The horse knows how to get home. (laughs) I think that this is is probably true. Like, I think that if the cop wouldn't have stopped him, that horse would have definitely got him home. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah. So Ohio officers responded to a 911 call stating that a buggy was all over the road and found a drunk Amish guy passed out as the horse pulled him along. It's a, a low-speed police chase at 2.43 a.m. No! <laughs> they, did you... not, they did not call it that. God they, did. they did. They <laughs> did. <laughs> but, uh, like, how did they get the horse to pull over? Because the guy was asleep. I'm sure, I'm sure you could just be like, whoa, whoa, Nessie, here's an apple. Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> did they shoot the horse? Oh, who knows? Like, I mean, it's the fucking, who knows? Like, can you imagine? Like, they're like, <laughs> they have their regular sirens. I'm like, whoa. And then they're like, wait, change it to the, change it to the Amish sirens. And they like flip the switch and it goes, whoa. <laughs> whoa, Nessie. Whoa, Nessie. <laughs> Why is every horse named Nessie? I don't know. It just felt right. Uh, Isn't it Nelly? 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 Nelly. God damn it. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Um, Nelly. They finally got it to stop. And then they saw like this guy passed out with a Bud Light can. It's, I mean, that's it. That's so funny. I mean, one Bud Light can, like. I mean, he is Amish, I guess. Like, he probably is a lightweight, but damn. Um, okay, the, the breathalyzer was at a 0.063. Isn't the legal limit 0.08? Uh, and also, he's not op- like he's not operating a motorized vehicle. You can be drunk on a horse, right? Like, what of a boss? I mean, like, he was way in. <laughs> like, what did he get? A, I, I guess he didn't get a DUI. He just got. Oh, he got uh, arrested and charged with operating a vehicle while under the influence. But 0.063? That's going to make you pass out? I guess. I mean, he's. I mean, back bitch. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he didn't go to keggers. He hasn't built up the immunity. <laughs> I guess. I mean, my God. I. My God, it's incredible. I so um when I was like 14, I were I was in 4H, which is like 
baby FFA kind of it's 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 different it's it's also an agriculture club uh, but you can join it when you're like in third grade not you know eighth and ninth grade uh-huh. um, green jackets not blue jackets if you see them anyway so I, I was in 4-H and I got to do an exchange trip where I went to Amish country in Ohio and I got to live with a family in Ohio for like a week and it's it's not I didn't stay with the Amish but we were next to Amish country so we went to Amish country and like we got to go to a couple Amish restaurants and stores and stuff like that the best goddamn food I've ever eaten in my life was at an Amish restaurant really it was in like pork chops thicker than steaks like oh applesauce like it was incredible incredible food and uh it's just incredible if you ever if you ever get the time Kate McKinnon just retired from SNL, one of the best to ever do it. She was a part of this CBS diversity showcase and she does this sketch. You can find clips of it online. I think she did it at UCB for a while. Then she did it on the CBS diversity showcase, but she does, she did the sketch where she played an Amish woman, like running like an inn. And so she's showing people like, oh, this is, you know, your bedroom at this bed and breakfast. And uh, the, the gist of the sketch is she's like, and don't come on, come on the quilts the handmade quilts (laughs) and it is one of the like watching her I got to see her do it live like before she was on SNL one of the funniest (laughs) things I've ever seen in my life like truly like just thinking about people hand stitching these quilts for hours and out like days months (laughs) and then thinking about tourists just jizzing all over them (laughs) I, I just I mean get your coin I, I just love it anyway Amish country man they're fucking wild I used to see them uh, I'm sorry I'm just talking about Amish people now because I'm <laughs> this how I process trauma it's just sure. word association I used to see Amish people and um, Mennonite people all the time when I used to take the train back and forth to work because they would take the trains down to Mexico to get medical and dental work done because they don't have health insurance and it's cheaper to get medical procedures done in in Mexico and things like that. So they would take the Amtrak trains down to San Diego and then, you know, cross the border into Mexico and get dental work done. That's a long trip. It's a long ass trip on a train. But anyway, that's a, that's a, that's a lot about Amish people that I know is that (laughs) don't come on the quilts, damn good pork chops, and you got to get your dental work done in Tijuana. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, (laughs) Hey, Cass, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> that was like, like Amish people to you is the human centipede to me. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just, I'm like, when are we ever going to talk about Amish people again? I need to get it all out. Absolutely. Um, I like it. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's time for the dumpster fire of the week. <laughs> This one's a doozy. This one comes to us from WDWNT.com. A guest drops their Apple Watch on an Epcot ride and jumps out to get it and then uh, has $40,000 in fraudulent credit card charges. That headline is all over the place, but we promise we'll make it make sense. So a woman lost her watch on a ride at the Epcot last month. That innocent mistake ended up costing more than $40,000. So... 
she was in the Orange County, Florida. Um, she made the report to the sheriff's office. And so she was fidgeting with her Apple watch while she was riding the slow moving seas with Nemo and friends attraction on April 13th. The ride was in an elevated position and at the worst possible time, the watch popped off her wrist. Okay. I have an Apple watch. I don't feel a need to fiddle with it on a slow moving ride. And I especially wouldn't want to do that if I was like this woman who had the Apple Hermes watch, which is worth $1,300. Hermes, Hermes, I don't know. I'm low class. I think it's Hermes. I think it's Hermes, but Hermes. But I'm also trash, so who knows? Um, Hermes. Hermes. If, if you know, listeners write in. Hermes. Um, <laughs> $1,300, this Apple Watch, because you got a fucking designer band on it. Mm-hmm. So it fell through a grate on the floor of the ride. It tumbled down and landed on a pathway below. So the woman could see her watch, but it was just out of reach, and so she was stuck on the ride. Her husband jumped off the ride and tried to retrieve it, but that's a big no-no at Walt Disney World. You don't get off the rides. So the operator stopped the ride momentarily. A cast member came over and reminded the woman and her husband that they weren't allowed to get off the ride while in motion. The cast members assured them that they could see the watch and that Disney would return it to them at their hotel. The woman had good reason to be worried, though. She had several credit cards linked to her watch, including an American Express card with an unlimited credit line like is that like does that that's the black card right i think so but also i don't know if my platinum card has a limit it does babe it does okay and maybe i'm just so low class i don't know where to find it (laughs) you don't you don't have a card without a limit okay Uh, like jerry seinfeld and jay-z and very 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 wealthy people have cards without limits got it okay so i don't have that much purchasing power got it this is the line for first class (laughs) (laughs) true yeah so uh, but like i'm sorry you could put your amx black card on fucking apple pay that seems silly but okay fine you gotta get them points uh <laughs> i don't think you get points with unlimited amex i think you just have clout <laughs> so she started getting fraud alerts throughout the course of the day on her amex card she said there was approximately forty thousand dollars worth of fraudulent charges on her card total also she went to disney guest relations to see if anyone had gotten the watch and they were like, no one turned anything in. And the staff was like, we don't, we don't have a watch. We don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Just fucked. So, I mean, she shut down her credit cards, whatever. But, and, you know, American Express will take care of you, even if you are low class. Like, if, they, if you have fake shit, they'll, they'll get you your money back. But talk about wild. This, this, Who's the one playing fucking Dory in this little ride who says, we can see your watch. Don't worry about it. Just get back on the ride. Like, where are they at? Yeah. They're at the the Sunglass Hut on Disney Avenue. (laughs) They're at the Cheesecake Factory on Downtown Disney. They're at Epcot. They're about everybody a tour of the world. (laughs) So there was like, I used to work at a restaurant in in Encino and there was like a big problem with people getting like pickpocketed because you know which is like this is some advice Uh, we don't give advice very often on this podcast Mm -hmm. 
but I'm going to give you some advice. Ladies, gentlemen, if you have a purse and you put it on the back of your chair, don't. Mm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Too, like we would get a lot of like you know rich white women because I worked at a rich white lady restaurant and they would put their purses like on the back of their chair because they didn't want to put the purse on the ground and pickpockets would sit at the table behind them and they would put like a large jacket on the back of their chair oh. and they would use that jacket to reach into the purse and pickpocket the wallet and it got to a point where like we were like learning how to spot pickpockets because like they would like order water and then like want you to keep coming back because they didn't know what they wanted from the menu yet or they might try to distract you and then they leave without ordering Mm -hmm. so it happened like whenever that happened people be like fuck like i'm pretty sure that the woman like there was a certain row of seats too so it got to a point where we had to like go up to the tables and be like hey ma'am um i don't think you should have your purse like that it's uh we've we've had an issue because we don't want to scare people into thinking your restaurant's unsafe but it's like also like you're about to get your fucking wallet stolen because you're too trustworthy of los angeles and thinking that you can just put your purse behind your back wide open yeah so uh don't do that tip number two do not leave your wallet or your purse just sitting in a cart at trader joe's trader joe's does not have cameras oh Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah. Don't leave it. Go, go wander to the, is this tomato ripe? And then, yeah. Keep that shit on you the whole time. Uh, people will steal from you. They don't give a fuck. It's a yeah. uh, hard times out there. So that's it. Eric, I'd love to know what you're hoarding. Yeah. So I am hoarding an organization called everytown.org and everytown.org. You can make donations and they are working for gun reform gun gun legislation they want to make america uh, specifically safer and um they uh are you know an organization where they want to help save lives every day more than 110 americans are killed with guns and they want to prevent gun violence and save lives and they are you know working towards legislation and things like that for gun safety and i think that it's like uh it's fucking time like it's it's fucking time there are there have been in america as of the recording in in may there have been more mass shootings than there have been days in this year and that is truly insane like and we have just like the nothing is getting done like no no politician is doing enough about it and the nra is just super powerful and donates millions to campaigns to keep you know to elected officials to keep things from happening and the longer that the filibuster is still a part of our legislative like legislative process it's going to continue and um we just need to hold our you know our legislative officials accountable and yeah i've made donations to everytown.org and i would encourage you to do the same we don't want to come in and you know take a gun from your house we just want sensible gun legislation make it harder for bad people to get guns and for there to be, you know, solutions and things like that. So everytown.org. Anyway, what are you hoarding? (laughs) I am hoarding the League of Latin American Citizens. That is L-U-L-A-C dot org. It is an organization 
that is donating money currently to the victims and survivors of the Uvalde, Texas shooting. The shooting happening happened at Robb Elementary School. 90% of the students at that elementary school identify as Hispanic. And if you're looking for other ways to help the survivors of what happened and their fam- and the victims' families, the League of Latin American Citizens is a, another great place to donate your money. And uh, what Erica said. So anyways, what are you throwing out? (laughs) I think it's time. And I have been a member since I had to send off for a DVD and get one back in the mail. But I'm canceling. I'm throwing away Netflix. (gasps) Like uh, Ozark's over. I can do without the circle. And (laughs) I know, I know. I know I'm choking on it. I, it's hard to say. I, I just can't support them. I just can't support them anymore. I am canceling Netflix. You know, I have other streaming services. I've, you know, I mean, there's no, you know, ethical consumption under capitalism, whatever, but like, it just like, that is one way I'm going to, to make an impact. You know, even though it's only, you know, my $20, we're, we're, we're going to be a Netflix free household moving forward. So, whoa. Yeah. They, they just continue to platform, you know, transphobic comedians and they, the things that they're doing with their staff internally. And I just can't really support the, the way they're operating their business anymore. So they're just gonna, they're going to deal without me. So holy guacamole. Yeah. Big words, man. Yeah, I've been a member for, you know, a double digits, double digits of years, but uh, uh, I'm I'm done. So I'm throwing out Netflix. What are you throwing away? I'm just throwing away the fact that uh, guns have more rights in this country than women do. This country being the United States. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where where can the people find you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Come find my antics and fun at... (laughs) iconic erica curry on instagram and at gilly gal on the twitter uh <laughs> uh no find me at beto o'rourke on twitter like that's where you can fucking find me like that's what i want you to go follow is is go follow beto uh candidate running for governor in texas right now like that's where you can fucking find me is is at beto yeah that's where i want to be found <laughs> where can they find you <laughs> Uh, you can find us every Monday or find me on this podcast every Monday. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to it's weird to do a podcast on the news, trashy news, when sometimes the news is just really fucking bad. And I feel like, you know, we've we've glazed over some really bad news lately, but this is uh this is really, 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 really bad news. And so I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, find me here on Mondays. And thanks for listening so much. You can find this podcast at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com is our email address. You can find our website, trashy trashy podcast.com. Then we're trashy trashy pod, uh, trashy trashy pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we appreciate all your love and support. And especially like on shit weeks like this, we hope that listening can give you like a second of feeling 
okay and a little solidarity before mm. we all go back into um reality i don't know it's a comedy yeah. podcast yeah yeah i mean we we're not not acknowledging the news around us like we you know we fully know what's going on we just try to be you know a, a reprieve from that for an hour a week so we, so thanks for listening to us. Yeah, we truly appreciate you listening and, and sticking with us. And it, it means the world when you, you know, you message us on, on social media, even if it's just a laugh reaction to a meme or a post that we post, like just, just knowing that you're out there, it truly means the world. So, yeah, we see it. Yeah. We so. appreciate it. Yep. And, yep. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye.